0: Please stand and face the rear of the church.
1: Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, powerful and compassionate, you shepherd your people faithfully feeding and protecting us. Heal each of us and make us a whole people that we may embody the justice and peace of your son, Jesus Christ, our savior and Lord. Amen.
2: A reading from Jeremiah, woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people, it is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where i have driven them and i will bring them back to their fold and they shall be fruitful and multiply i will rise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them and they shall not fear any longer nor be dismayed nor shall any be missing says the lord the days are surely coming says the lord when i will raise up david For David, a righteous branch, who shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Word of God, word of life thanks be to God.
3: reading from ephesians remember that at one time you gentiles by birth whose men were called the uncircumcision by those who are called the circumcision a physical circumcision made in the flesh by human hands remember that you were at that time without christ being aliens from the commonwealth of israel and strangers to the covenants of the of promise having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Jesus Christ, you who were once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For Christ is our peace and his flesh, he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall. That is the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace, and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death that hostility through it. So Christ came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near, for through him both of us have access in one spirit to the Father." So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Jesus Christ himself as a cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
0: Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. Jesus said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place all by themselves Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. When they had crossed over, they came to a land at Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized Jesus and rushed about the whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard Jesus was. And wherever Jesus went, into the villages, to wherever they heard he was, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged Jesus that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak And all who touched it were healed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Mother of us all. Amen. Where do you keep your to-do list? In your head? On little slips of paper? On the notes feature on your phone or laptop? Or maybe you're on summer break, maybe you're retired, or maybe you've just sworn off to-do lists altogether. Doesn't it seem like just yesterday, when some people were going stir-crazy in their apartments, others were bored or lonely. Now, we're not so sure who we are or what our lives will be like or whether we'll just go back to the same stress we had before the pandemic. Now, Americans, we are known for our productivity. Many of us are driven and competitive, yet some among us don't even take the vacation and days off allotted to us, crazy, huh? But the pandemic, it's causing people to look at their lives with new eyes, their schedules, their values, their purpose, and yes, their to-do lists. Whether it's the demands of parenting or the demands of work, or the energy it takes to work for social justice, the energy it takes to dismantle racism, the energy it takes to protect, care for, and make changes in our lifestyles for the environment, it can all be overwhelming because the to-do list never ends. And some of us are not even able to rest or sleep because of all the demands and all the stress we carry. Now granted, some of us are doing well, flourishing, relatively happy and healthy. Mm. Maybe today's text isn't the one you need. And speaking of to-do lists, maybe there are some among us who actually need a kick in the pants to get our butt off the couch and make a to-do list. Maybe this sermon isn't for you either. Thank goodness there's next week. But let's face it. One organizational psychologist describes the dominant emotion of 2021 in our country as languishing, a sense of emptiness, not really sure who we are anymore. As he says, a dulling of delight, a dwindling of desire. Aimless, we might say. A sheep without a shepherd, Jesus might say. At the same time, I heard about a new book just released this week by Kristen Rodke called Seek You that talks about the epidemic of American loneliness, not just in urban centers like ours, but everywhere, everywhere in our country. Rodkey analyzes the mass shootings, the effects of technology and social media, and what happened during the pandemic. And she quotes a former surgeon general who says that the most prevalent health problem in our country is isolation. So add it up stress, workaholism, isolation, heavy stuff. Maybe Jesus can help. Now, many people think of Jesus as a man on the go, a man with a mission, a never-ending to-do list of teaching and healing and casting out those nasty demons. Some people think Jesus is so godlike that he's an energizer bunny, always reaching out to somebody else who needs help, somebody that everybody else is ignoring. He probably doesn't even need to sleep Some people might imagine that divine Jesus, but whoa, that's not what we've got in today's gospel. First, remember last Sunday's gospel, the grisly, tragic death of John the Baptist, Jesus' beloved cousin, the drama with power, hungry Herod, and John's head on a platter. Can you imagine? That's the stuff of nightmares or operas or novels. No wonder Jesus doesn't quite seem himself. He's probably preoccupied with grief and wondering whether the same fate awaits him. But look at the disciples. After some setbacks that they faced, they're motivated. They're ready to roll. They're ready to change the world. Gathering folks to their charismatic leader and the new reign of God movement. They're so much on the move, these disciples. They barely have the time to breathe or rest or grab a bite to eat. Are your lives ever that way? Well, in between all of his doing good we read of Jesus' need to get away from it all, to withdraw for some prayer, some rest, from reflection. And Jesus sees the need of his inner circle. Jesus always looks with compassion and sees the need and sees the longing in our hearts. Jesus' words to us, to them, Come away. Come away to a deserted place and rest for a while. Leave your everyday lives just for a bit. <laughs> Untether from your phone. Unplug. Get outside. Put down your to-do list. Now, summer helps, right? It's the time that many of us groove on leisure and relaxing and kicking back a bit, maybe with a beer. It's the deserted place, though, that Jesus talks about. Now, that suggests silence and solitude. Maybe some of you are intrigued with that. Maybe some of you freak out when you think of that. Now, let me say, I love people, and I love you, but I also like to get away from it all on a hike or just to be by myself. Maybe It's about clearing the head. So what is it about withdrawing from our daily tasks, retreating, that's good for our souls? Let me just say a word about retreats for a moment. I love them. But retreats have been hijacked by the to-do people. Not only churches, but probably some of your workplaces have had retreats where the same people go off to the same pro- with the same problems, maybe to another place but with the same to-do list, right? Here's what I wonder. I wonder if we need to get away from it all once in a while, and I mean getting away from everything and everyone, to ironically be with it all, the world. Our lives, our purpose, challenges, loss, figuring out who we are, figuring out what we want to do with our lives, what we can change, and what we can't, like the serendipity prayer. And time to be with our longings, our hopes, our disappointments, our longing for justice and freedom, our longing for healing and wholeness. Come away. Come away to a deserted place, Jesus says. Now, we can go for a walk by the lake or in nature. Maybe I can put in some earplugs to drown out the noise or put on an eye mask to drown out the stimulation. We can try to get away from everyone and everything, but I wonder if another way to think of the deserted place, the deserted, lonely place... within ourselves, to be there, to be comfortable there. So what if instead of making a to-do list, we made a to-be list, or rather that we learned how to be, how to be with what is, how to be with who we are, how to be comfortable in our skin, how to be at peace, in the world. Abraham Joshua Heschel, perhaps the most well-known Jewish theologian from last century, wrote, just to be is a blessing. Just to be alive is holy. And yet being alive is no answer to the problems of living. To be or not to be, not the question. The vital question is how to be and how not to be. Now, let's speak to Lutherans for a moment, particularly lifelong Lutherans. We talk a good talk about being saved by grace and not by works. But most of us, despite that, feel that our self-worth comes from our work what we do, and what we accomplish, whether we live up to somebody else's standards, or whether we work harder than other people, or whether we're better than other people. But friends, that is not a grace, is it? And a to-be list starts with grace. You are of worth simply because of who you are, and Christ our shepherd is not like the other power-hungry leaders, Herod in his day and think of ours today. Christ breaks down the walls that divide us, as we heard in Ephesians, and gives us courage to be vulnerable with ourselves and one another. The risen Christ sees your loneliness, your stress, your longings, and looks with compassion on you and all the needy of this world. So when your soul is weary, Christ leads you beside still waters and gives you rest. When your body ails, Christ anoints your head with oil. When you journey through life's darkest valleys, Christ accompanies you every step of the way and leads you back here, back to this community, and back to the feast at this table. And friends, there is no other place that I would rather be.
4: Rooted in Christ and sustained by the Spirit, we offer our prayers for the church, the world, and all of creation. Tend your church, O God. Encourage bishops, pastors, and deacons in their proclamation of the gospel. Raise up new leaders and encourage those pursuing a call to ministry. Embolden all the baptized to embody your love and justice. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Restore your creation, O God. Sustain croplands and pastures and safeguard all farm animals and livestock. Preserve lakes, rivers, and streams that offer refreshment. Revive lands recovering from natural disasters and protect coastlands threatened by rising oceans. Hear us, O oh God. Mercy is great. Reconcile the nations, O oh God. Break down the dividing walls that make us strangers to one another and unite us as one human family. Equip leaders to deal wisely with conflict and guide diplomats who seek peaceful solutions. Hear us, O oh God. Heal your people, O God. Look with compassion on immigrants, exiles, and all who are afraid or feel lost. Give rest to those who are weary, comfort to those who are grieving, and recovery to those who are ill, especially Richard and those we name aloud or in the chat feature. Hear us, O God. Nourish this congregation, O God. Prepare a table where we receive food for our hungering spirits. Renew our commitment to provide for one another and revitalize our ministries of feeding and nurturing hungry neighbors. Hear us, O God. You lead us home. O God, we give thanks for all Blessed Mary, Mary Magdalene, Brigitte of Sweden, and all who have died, now citizens with the saints. As you have received them into your heavenly home, so welcome all of us to dwell in your house forever. Hear us, O God. We lift these and all our prayers to you, O God, confident in the promise of your saving love through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of
1: Christ be with you always.
0: It is indeed a joy to gather on this beautiful Lord's Day in Chicago this Sunday, to be together in community, and a welcome to all of you, especially guests and those with us for the first time in person, and those gathering with us online as well. The word is probably out, but in case you don't know, we no longer require registration for worship, so please, um, know that you are welcome here. If you are joining us online on YouTube or Facebook, we invite you to now uh, say good morning to one another Uh, And the way that um, I would suggest that is to say where you are, because some of our members are around the country, on vacation, in Florida, in other places. It's also a way that when the pastors look back at the recording today, it shows up, and we can see who is actually here. I miss seeing you in person, so those of you who are on YouTube, please, please take the suggestion. I know some of you think it's a little weird, but it really is good for your pastors for you to say, Good morning. This is Tom and Martha, and we are in Rogers Park. So I ask you to do that at this moment or at the end of the service. During the summer now, our HT Unmuted is on hiatus and uh, until further notice. Following worship, for those in person, we hope you'll join us in our beautiful garden. It's one of the best times of the year where we can actually greet one another, share a cup of coffee, and enjoy just a bit of nature in our city. So if you're new... I forgot to mention that a couple weeks ago. You can get there on Addison uh, through the gate. That's probably the quickest way, but there is, if you kind of go right through here and around, that is another shortcut as well. So as you note, the, the new purple hymnal supplements, All Creation Sings, we're very excited about that. We did one of my favorite new hymns in the book just moments ago, There's a Longing in Our Hearts. And now we're going to do another one Uh, 1037 there are many short refrains like to say chance if some of you know that tradition This book has a lot of that as they have become more popular and this particular piece Comes out of our second reading today about Christ breaking down the walls that divide us And because of that grace and Christ breaking down the walls that is why we welcome one another Whoever shows up in our community, whatever the color of our skin, who we love or marry, our gender identity, whether we're online, whether we're at home, how we look at the world, whatever stress we're carrying or not, we are one because Christ breaks down the walls that divide us. Please stand.
5: that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life.
1: God, mighty and merciful. Your people praise you, saying, Your mercy endures forever. Your mercy endures forever. By your promise, you bound yourself to earth and all its creatures, granting them life and calling them to flourish, setting the sign of your bow in the clouds, the colors of your love and faithfulness. Your mercy endures forever. Your mercy By your promise, you bound yourself to your people of old, blessing them with family outnumbering the stars and calling them to be a blessing to others, showing them steadfast love in every generation and calling them to be a light to the nations. Your mercy endures forever. Your mercy endures forever. By your promise, you joined us to Jesus, your beloved grafting us into your living vine and calling us to bear the fruit of your self-giving love. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. With this bread and cup, we remember his life laid down and lifted up as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Send your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make us a sign of your faithfulness. Send us to tend and cherish the earth and to serve the world with mercy and love. With all the saints in light, with the earth and all its creatures, with sun and moon and stars, we praise you, O God, through Christ Jesus in your spirit, now and forever.
5: In God who nourishes and sustains us, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in
6: heaven.
1: Shall eat and be satisfied. Blessed are those who are called to God's table of bounty and mercy.
2: Let us pray. O God, our life, our strength, our food, we give you thanks for sustaining us with the body and blood of your Son. By your Holy Spirit, enliven us to be his body in the world, that more and more we will give you praise and serve your earth and its many peoples. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. May
1: the God of glory, the Lord of life and the spirit of truth bless you now and forever. Amen.
2: Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.